Uh, hey, this is CJ from Jeb Bush for President.com, and who the heck is this Dollar Hyde guy? Dollar Moore. Sorry, did I say Dollar Hyde? The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, welcome to the big show, episode 252 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting directly across from me, the chip chomper herself, <laughs> Brittany Page. I thought you were going to say the traumatized <laughs> Brittany Page, because that would be more appropriate. That would be more accurate. Traumatized? Yeah, from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to get into it. Premiere. I don't want to get into it. Well, we don't need to get into it, but I would just like to say that I'm traumatized and very upset. I am no longer going to watch the show. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I'd rather talk about something. I don't want to get into it. I, it fucking pisses me off. Yeah, I can tell. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So. Sore spot, We everybody. talked about last time. Last time was the third presidential debate episode. And we briefly got into eating meat and cheese treats. Or yeah. is it cheese and meat treats? No, it's meat and cheese. Yeah. And I had meat, meat fingers or some shit. I don't remember exactly because we don't. We don't really, uh, these aren't scripted moments. <laughs> we don't commit what we do to memory. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, and it led me to remember that, well, it led me to remember ultimately what a nice guy I am. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because there's a lady at the grocery store. Here we go. Who works at the deli. She's not nice. And she is not nice. She's very mean. She... At this this particular trip, it's actually two trips ago. We went in, and Brittany asks for the the, the meat that's on sale and the mm-hmm. cheese that's on sale. It was the meat this time, the salami. Yeah, and delicious salami. I like some of the salami that's on sale. And the lady's response is, "Which one's on sale?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you're behind the counter. You've yeah. got the name tag on that says you work here. This is your arena. This is your expertise. Right. You should know. Well, see, the reason that I was saying the one on sale is because I couldn't say the brand name. Yeah, it's got some goofy Italian name, like with all just a lot of vowels in there. And we all know how I am with names. <laughs> and I didn't want to pronounce it incorrectly. And then she made me pronounce it. It was margarita, but it was spelled. There was like H's where there shouldn't have been H's. Several G's that were misplaced as far as I'm concerned. My hooked on phonics brain could not handle it. Right. So anyway, she was just tremendously rude. And I was incensed about it. Not quite as mad as I am about Walking Dead, but I was pretty mad when we left there. And I stewed on it. And then the next time we were there to buy meat for Brittany's many meat and cheese treats. All right. Enough. We, uh, I couldn't help but just be gooey with niceness. It was sappy, saccharine, sweet, nice guy mm-hmm. trying to butter her up because I don't know. Well, I, frankly, I don't know what the impulse is. I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed. <laughs> you... 
<laughs> you are obviously betrayed. on her side. You're not on my side. I'm certainly not on her side, but I don't know why it bothers me that <laughs> I know that there's someone out there who is just fucking ha- ha- ruining every day of their life, hating their job so much so because I bet you she's a nice lady. Uh huh. She just doesn't ever act like a nice lady. <laughs> I don't know, but I just, I, I had to, rather than be shitty right back to her, mm-hmm. which trust me, I'm not tooting my own horn here because my natural impulse is to snap right back. Mm-hmm. But I just, it's hard. I would rather be friendly guy. That's a default that I would really rather have. Yeah. And that's nice because you did make her crack a smile. And that's the first time I've seen her smile, honestly. So something good was happening there. Although next time we go back, I'm sure that it will be the same thing. She'll forget me altogether. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So nice try, but not lasting change. So yeah, I I don't know. There's something wrong with me, I think. Well, we all know that. (laughs) All right. Well, like I said, we're not getting into the walk-in debt. Maybe I'll get dragged into it in another episode. But one, I'd like everybody to see it. But I'm... I guess I'm just not into torture porn. We'll just say that. Yeah, it was very, honestly, traumatizing is the only word that I can. It wasn't entertaining. It wasn't enjoyable. It was just witnessing suffering. It was almost like those Saw movies. I went to see one of those yeah. Saw movies one I, I've time. never seen any of those. Maybe it's because I'm not into just carnage for the sake of itself. Yeah, it was horrible. I walked out of it. I, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. It was disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> We're prudes. Yeah, I'm not, though. Come on now. It's me. It's me, everybody. (laughs) You know me. (laughs) All right. Let's get on with the show. Let's get to some voicemails. We got several voicemails, several emails this week, and we're not going to have time to get to all of them. We love you guys. Thank you so much for, for reaching out and expressing your opinions, whether it be about voting or telling me that I'm a, a fucking idiot because I believe what I believe. Those are mainly from YouTube, but I don't think this audience hates me that much. Otherwise, they wouldn't probably stick around. I'm not that entertaining that you're going to just really stick with a guy who's you hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, the first voicemail we are going to get to does have to do with voting. Hey, Jesse, this is Chris from Tennessee. I was going to let you know that for the first time ever, I just walked out of the early voting booth where I cast my ballot for President of the United States. And when this whole thing first started, I knew nothing about politics. I didn't know the difference between Republican or Democrat. But after listening to your show for the past year, listening to your insight and experiences and information that you've learned about the candidates, I gained a better understanding of each person and I value your opinions and all that which helped me decide that I should vote this year where I was going to not vote at all. But with all the information I learned, I unfortunately had no other choice but to vote for Hillary Clinton, even though it pains me to say it, and I think I'm having a heart attack now just thinking about that I just voted for her. But I want to thank you for all your information that you gave, uh, your insights and all that stuff that helped me make an educated decision about this. I appreciate your show. And hopefully this isn't the end of the world and we'll have many, many more years of your show and you know life as it is so that we can survive to another election in four years where I'm sure the same shit's going to go on. But 
I enjoy the show. And of course, well, you know the rest. Obviously, Brittany's the best part. Why is this even a problem? You should know this by now. Just accept it. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. I have to say, well, one, thank you very much. But two, I think your priorities might be out of whack just slightly, Chris, because you said hopefully many more years of your show and then, oh, and also life in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe reverse that. Yeah, I think life is probably far more important than this stupid show. I did get struck by something in this call. And that is, there are so many people out there who are just kicking against the goads, as it were. I think that's a biblical reference, but kicking against the goads. They're, they're, maybe it's Shakespeare. Who, who knows? Tell us what it means. Listen, Walking Dead has me all a, a flitter, a twitter. A pissed off. We don't need to know the origins. <laughs> we just need to know what you're talking about. Right. So, so many people are hung up on this third party option this year when this isn't a normal election. This isn't either way you go. It's kind of a, you know, mildly left or mildly right. We don't have any real extreme right wingers or left wingers running. But that's really not the case this year. So many people are on fire for for either Gary Johnson or Jill, Jill Stein not taking into account that one of two people is going to be president of the United States after November 8th. It's either going to be Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. And if you vote for someone else that enables or bolsters Donald Trump, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Everybody knows that's who I'm talking about. If you vote for someone when you could have voted against Donald Trump, because we know there's only two two options here, then you're doing the wrong thing. So I think, Chris, I think you did the wrong right thing. And it's been asked of me many, many times over the course of the last year for whom I will cast my vote. And I guess this is the moment I am, like Chris, going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Wow. Dropping the bomb. Yeah. Dropping the bomb on and, everybody. And not only am I voting for Hillary Clinton, I would advise you to do the same thing for the reasons I just laid out. Because it's either her or Donald Trump who are going to be elected. Jill Stein, unless a bomb drops on Gary Johnson, Hillary Clinton, and Donald Trump, she's not going to be president. And the same goes for Mr. Aleppo, Gary Johnson. He's not going to be president of the United States. Well, then you have Evan McMillan. <laughs> Well, unless a bomb drops on the United States and only leaves Utah, Evan McMillan is not going to be president of the United States. Well, thank you for shedding some light on your is that what it is? voting. <laughs> well, listen, I thought long and hard about whether I would say it or not, because I'm not it's not like I'm endorsing. It's not like it matters that I say I'm voting for. What am I, some congressman or something? I just uh, I believe that if enough people and, and many, many people have asked, and I just figured if, if that many people wanted to know, maybe it's important to say it, and that's what it is. Good times. Good times. All right. Anyway, thanks for the call, Chris. We appreciate it very much. On to the next voicemail. 
Hi, Jesse and Brittany. This is Jonathan from the UK. I'm a recent convert to your show and also the YouTube channel, Conversation with Dolomore. Really enjoying it, especially the insightful debates you guys have had about the uh, presidential debates and uh, other major issues. Reason I'm uh, reason I'm speaking in is because I've um, had some recent experiences in contact, uh, somewhat sadly, I should say, with... Um, Elements that I think you guys are familiar with, you know, the alt-right, Breitbart, Milo Yiannopoulos, Stephen Crowder, Ben Shapiro, Tommy Lauren, people that you guys obviously talk about quite a lot. And I'm just wondering what I can do personally to try and combat, you know, the sense of hatred, bigotry and ignorance that these people are spreading. Because to be frank, I find it really upsetting sometimes that these people seem to have such a big following, so willing to believe the to be honest, flagrant nonsense that they're often spouting. I'm not, I have tried to debate people on things like YouTube comments, that kind of thing, but I'm realising that's akin to banging my head in a brick wall and also not terribly good for my sleep, <laughs> staying up all night to try and do that. And I don't really quite have the resources to uh, create a podcast or get my own alternative view out there like you guys do. So I'm just wondering what you could recommend in terms of, you know, trying to support this, support, trying to support other voices like yourselves, trying to get, you know, combat these other voices out there just any advice would be great it will be great really anyway please keep up the good work guys i'm really enjoying the show and um oh yeah absolutely Brittany is the best part thank you so much bye-bye love the show Brittany's the best part bye i have another announcement <laughs> it appears that i have a new best friend <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not sure if i believe that he's debating all night because he sounds like the nicest guy in the world I think he's only leaving comments complimenting people on YouTube. <laughs> That's what I believe about him. How many times do you think that guy says, I'm going to have to agree to disagree? Well, that sounded really lame. But. That is a horrible accent. It's almost worse than my <laughs> accent. But I do wish that I could I could listen to his accent and then repeat it because I so badly wish I had that accent. But If Jonathan's new to the show, he probably doesn't know that the only way that you can do even a mediocre, and he would think a terrible British accent, is by saying the names of Harry Potter characters. Yeah, and only three Harry Potter characters. <laughs> You're very, very limited in yeah. this ability. But I do want to say... certainly not a superpower. No. In responding to the content of his message, mm -hmm. I would say, number one, avoid YouTube comments. Oh, yeah. That is not a place to engage in discussion at all that is where all of the trolls live and yeah. primarily those people are going to be messing with you i don't think that anyone is on youtube really trying to have a discussion because the comment section on youtube is just overwhelmingly a disaster dark yeah it's it's very bad but if you want to try to engage maybe on facebook uh, or twitter well, Twitter's probably not great for real hard. Day, 140 right? characters a shot. Yeah. Facebook has been relatively successful for me. If you're going to do this, which it's probably not a good idea to engage, period. But <laughs> well, it seems like he's he's wasted enough time now. He's he's pot committed. He's in. Yeah. He's you know, if you're going to do it, I would suggest picking the person wisely. You will know. I would I would agree. You will know when someone is not likely to hear you out or be respectful of you or even consider the evidence that you provide. You you just will know. P pick a re receptive subject. Right. And I think also try to keep it 
very non-emotional mm-hmm. um, because that can tend to get out of control pretty quickly. Not only non-emotional on your part, but really try to not elicit emotion from them. Right. And there's ways, I mean, I think we all know, uh, there's a phrase I use all the time about us all having the commonality of language. We know it's going to fire us up. Well, don't use that kind of vitriol or or emotionally charged language that's going to fire someone else up. Or being passive aggressive or directly insulting. Yeah. Those kind of things. But I'm someone who regularly engages in Facebook discussions. And I would say there's been maybe somewhere between five to ten times where someone has privately messaged me and said that they changed their mind or they really appreciated the conversation. So out of the numerous times I've engaged... Are you talking about... Because this was the other point I was going to get to, is not to be afraid to have these conversations on Facebook and elsewhere, but you know, stay off YouTube. That's fucking terrible. But the reason not to be afraid of it is because you might not be swaying the mind of the person with whom you're actually engaging, but there are other people who are witnessing the conversation, and they, I think, isn't that the preponderance of the people who have messaged you? Right. They have been people who were observers, not participants. Right, because that's the other thing, is people are not likely to change when they're being directly challenged in the moment. Especially racist jerk-offs. It's mostly about planting those seeds that they can reflect on when they're by themselves and it's safe to ponder contradicting evidence. Yeah. Um, If you can plant those seeds, then that's what will do it. But it's going to be really hard in the moment to change people's minds. Yeah. And hateful racists, it's going to be even harder. So Yeah, because you... Especially on YouTube. That's just don't do that. Who is it that says that I think it's Sam Harris or someone of of that ilk that talks about if someone has a wildly irrational view and they don't use ration and logic, how are you going to use rationality and logic to dislodge them from their ridiculous ideas? It's if someone doesn't value evidence, what evidence are you going to provide to prompt them to value evidence? All right. Well, I bastardized it. But either way, I think both of those things are... Super valid. Right. So it's not necessarily changing hearts and minds of people with whom you, ob- you, you, you're objecting with. It's those who might be witnessing. I think that's a very important thing. And, you know, keep up the good fight. It's, it, it's worthy. And um, as long as you're respectful, people will see that. They'll see the emotion and the insanity on the other side of the argument and see your level-headedness. And that's always going to prevail. I mean, if you look at a guy like being in a coffee shop and you have a customer who's bitching at the people behind the counter, even if that person's right, the the, the, the person who's bitching and complaining, they look like an asshole and you're not taking their side. It's the same thing with a Facebook argument. Don't be the guy who's bitching at the barista for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Be calm, cool, and collected. And thank you for the call and for your support of the show. All right. I think we have some emails. Well, this is a text. Hi, this is David. So glad to find a political podcast I like. I would like to address that Trump has avoided taxes to help his people and then blames Clinton for leaving the loopholes there. If he becomes president, God help us, does he plan to help his new people, the American people, by closing those loopholes? Or will he keep helping his company's people? (laughs) I think I know who he will let down, but it would be interesting for him to say if he'd fix the tax evasion. 
Yeah, that's he might even say it, but he's not doing that. That's no way. I mean, come on. I think everybody knows Donald Trump is the jury's not out. The jury's <laughs> in on Donald Trump. We know about Donald Trump. He's a real cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for what, what do we what do we know about him? Okay, this is a an email from Hannah. Dear Brittany and Jesse, firstly, I just want to say that I'm a recent follower of your awesome show. Even though I am Canadian, it's a show where I can understand American politics. Look at this foreign, the foreign perspective coming in. Where logical questions and answers are discussed, which unfortunately mainstream media lacks nowadays. We in Canada have always been quite dismayed with the whole political two-party structure. My question to you would be, why do American people not want the Electoral College to change. I know that opponents of the Electoral College have multiple complaints, one of them being that it reinforces the two-party system and makes it nearly impossible for a third-party candidate to win. And now the American people are stuck with a crazy candidate, he makes my skin crawl, Donald Trump, and the mediocre Hillary Clinton. Do the American people want a constitutional amendment? Does this election not show to them the number of negative aspects of what the founding fathers of America wanted? It was written in a time where they believed only certain people were eligible citizens. I think this should be a wake-up call, and I hope that all Americans can come together for progressive change for the betterment of their beloved country. Concerned neighbor and friend from the great white tundra, Hannah. P.S. Brittany est la Mellery parte, meaning <laughs> Brittany is the best part in French. I hope you can try to say that in French. Ha, 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 ha. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> I did that just for you, Hannah. Wow. That went uh, better than I thought it would. Uh, there's a lot. Look, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I would say this, that uh, I don't know whether we should get rid of the Electoral College or not. But I would say I keep saying that I would say I would say I'm going to say you are saying to Hannah that uh, don't worry about Donald Trump winning. He has no he has no. My project, have I said this on the show yet about my, how many, how many electoral votes he's going to get? No. Okay. I don't think he's even going to get 200 electoral votes. He's, you need to get to 270. Hillary Clinton is going to run away with this thing. I mean, that doesn't mean sit home and don't go wait in line to vote. Go fucking vote. Do your thing. You have an obligation. You have a, a sacred honor and duty as an American to choose our leader. If you're eligible to vote, unless you're bleeding out, go vote. But having said that, <laughs> but having said that, mm -hmm. uh, Hillary Clinton, she's going to take this in a walk. Donald Trump, I don't even know that he really wants to win. I think I've said this before. He's setting himself up for Trump TV or some kind of um, alt-right media organization. So that's a little conspiratorial on my part. I really don't have any evidence of that. I'm just piecing together things that I know. And that's what I think. So, um, yeah, I think it could be useful to get rid of the Electoral College, though. But it would take a, 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 a constitutional amendment. And I don't think that your typical American is even as smart about American politics and government as you, Hannah. And th that's a problem. So I wanted to say, in terms of the conspiracy theory that he's starting his own Trump TV, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that is conspiracy there hmm. there have been some reports um like in the financial times they reported that jared kushner that is mm -hmm. ivanka's husband 
informally approached one of the media industry's top dealmakers about the prospect of setting up a Trump television network after the presidential election. So there have been some reports of some moves going on behind the scenes Hmm. setting that up. There are also reports that I don't necessarily believe that Roger Ailes and Donald Trump are no longer on speaking terms. I don't know where that would play in, Mm -hmm. but that is what's being reported. And like I said, eh, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Anyway, thanks for the call, Hannah, or thanks for the email, Hannah. We appreciate it very much. If you, too, would like to call or email or email us a voice memo from your smartphone, 657-464-7609. I doubt it at dollamore.com. Or, of course, you can go to dollamore.com and contact us, and there's an email form right there that'll just shoot it right to us. We appreciate all you guys, everything you send in. We don't always have time to get to all of them, but but do know we read every single letter of every single email, and we appreciate it. All right, moving on. Story we didn't get to last time. Kind of plays into this entire narrative that I've been talking about for months about Donald Trump stoking the fires, the flames, the fury and hatred within this disaffected population within the United States, the notorious poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. In Kansas, three men have been arrested and charged with attempting to detonate a weapon of mass destruction. We're here today to announce... The, that three Southwest Kansas men, Curtis Allen, Patrick Stein, and Gavin Wright, were charged in federal court here today on domestic terrorism charges. The government alleges the defendants conspired to detonate a bomb at an apartment complex in Garden City, Kansas, where Muslim immigrants from Somalia live and worship. The apartment is located at 312 West May. These charges are based on eight months of investigation by the FBI that is alleged to have taken the investigators deep in to a hidden culture of hatred and violence. Many Kansas may find it as startling as I have that such things could happen here. It's alleged the defendants conducted surveillance to size up potential targets. They stockpiled firearms, ammunition, and explosive components. They even prepared a manifesto describing their beliefs to be published after the bombing. This investigation is a great example of law enforcement protecting the community it has sworn to serve and protect. Today's law enforcement action culminated with the arrest of three individuals, individuals who pose a significant and credible threat to our community and were planning to take imminent actions. These individuals had desire, the means, and the capabilities and we're committed to carrying out this act of domestic terrorism. So this group of people called themselves the Crusaders. (laughs) And their their plan was to kill Muslims. They wanted to start a quote-unquote bloodbath to ignite a religious war. Yeah. And they couldn't really settle on a plan, according to reports. But then they decided that they would kind of watch this Somali... Muslim apartment complex and after they had surveyed that complex for a while they decided that that's where they would hit they would start kicking in doors they would spare no one not even babies and they also wanted to set off bombs in this neighborhood we have a listener 
in in Kansas uh, named Conrad who sent emailed some pictures. He lives right there, mm-hmm. and he sent some pictures. And it's not when you think of an apartment complex, it's not like some massive complex with multiple floors. It's like several little tiny brick house, little tiny brick houses mm-hmm. that that stand alone all on the ground. It would have been very easy for them to go door to door, smashing in doors and shooting people and killing them en masse. It's not like they would have had to traverse several st- flights of stairs and, and, and you know, like an in- intricate uh, labyrinth of an apartment complex. It's not like that. And this again leads it look we don't know this for sure and this is pure speculation on my part i want to say that up front but come on in everybody come on come on man does anyone think that these men were were not supporters of donald trump these were for sure trump voters and they feel emboldened it's the reason former grand wizard of the kkk David Duke has decided to run for elected office again because he feels emboldened. He feels like his message has caught fire and that more Americans are identifying with his hateful, prejudiced, deceitful views. They feel powerful. And that is what I believe has given these men, has put their hate into action, which is the next step which is terrifying. So one of the guys was named Curtis Allen. And the reason this was stopped, this plot was stopped, is because he hit his girlfriend. Mm, Nice guy. Got in trouble for domestic violence. And she told the authorities about his supply room. She showed it to them. Wow. And that obviously prompted this action. But I do want to say some quotes here that they are quoted as saying, I believe, on recorded phone calls. The only way this country is ever going to get turned around is it will... Sorry, I can't read, um, Bumpkin. The only way (laughs) this country is ever going to get turned around is it will be a bloodbath and it will be a nasty mother effer. Unless a lot more people in this country wake up and smell the coffee and decide they want this country back, we might be too late if they do wake up. I think we can get it done, but it ain't going to be nothing nice about it. Is the quote in there about even babies? If it's breathing, it's dead or something like that? I do not see that in this article. I read some quotes that were just very disturbing, completely lacking in human compassion, even for children and and infants. Well, this says that they went to the apartment complex and they would say things to women that walked by them. They were verbally harassing the people that live there. So it wasn't just they were quietly in their van, you know, plotting the murder of human beings. They were actually saying things to people. Yeah. It's very disturbing because they are supposed to be Christian men. Right, right. Right? Of course they are. White supremacists are Christians. That is a Christian, it's a denomination of Christianity. There's no way around it. There's no way to argue it. It is a denomination of Christianity. Every every one of these groups, when you, they, they, they have church on Sunday, and it's like the, the first church of Christ, Aryan Brotherhood or whatever. It's look, it's it's unpopular to say, but but it's no different than a, a regular old Protestant church, except they're not talking about killing black people and Muslims and Somali immigrants. It is they define their self and their views by their religion. 
That's a problem. It's a big problem. Well, it's very concerning that the political climate is stirring up this hate because you even have, you know, men like Dinesh D'Souza Ugh. tweeting about Obama saying Obama's dad dumped him at birth and his mom got rid of him at age 10. Did they know something we didn't when we signed up for this guy? Right. I mean, these are supposed S- to be self-pronounced Christian. Right. These are supposed to be. Christian men, quote unquote, Christian men, which is supposed to carry some sort of moral connotation, right? Or or at the very least, empathy and love and grace and kindness. It's terrible. So anyway, this is we're gonna we're gonna follow the story and see where it leads. Maybe they will actually make more arrests than just these three. But um, good for the FBI. Good for the federal government for getting these guys in custody before something terrible happened. I would say that they need to be charged with something more than just uh, attempting to detonate a, a weapon of mass destruction. There needs to be domestic terrorism charges brought against these gentlemen because there is no difference between this and a plot of some foreign national who wants to harm the United States by violent means. Well, and I think a lot of this is also due to misinformation and people who don't know how to get accurate information and instead hear information that confirms their worldview right. from Breitbart or um, Infowars or whatever those <laughs> right. sites are. Right. And if they would seek out legitimate sources, scientific polls, for instance, and see things like you know the crime rate, is lower than it's ever been. Yes. In America, violent crime rate is lower than it's ever been, right? We are not living in a terrible society with rampant violence where people are unsafe. That's just not a reality. There's no need to run on a platform of the law and order candidate because things no. are getting better year over year over year. Right. But yeah. you use these scare tactics, people internalize them. Right. And then they start behaving in very terrible ways yeah for sure fear is definitely a catalyst and so is ignorance you put those two together and it's a recipe for disaster sorry about this shitty pun but it's true it just it's true all right moving on with the program support for i doubt it with dollamore comes from generous engaged intelligent and good-looking listeners like yourself by way of patreon you can contribute per episode as much or as little as you'd like, comforted by the knowledge that you're within your budget and helping move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you too would like to become a supporter, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dolomore. Kelly and Joel. Kelly and Joel. Thank you so much for being the latest contributors to our Patreon page. You're awesome. We want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, all of our PayPal supporters. You guys allow us to do what we do, and we appreciate you all day, every day. All day, <laughs> every day. Also, uh, if you're looking, if you're on the fence about it, and you're in a position to help us out financially, that would be awesome. We have some great interviews that are get, getting ready to be scheduled. Um, And we would love to have you support us do that. So let's preview one of the interviews. We're going to be talking to my former pastor. That's right. I'm very excited about it. He wrote a book. It's coming out next month. We're going to have him on. We're going to talk about it. And I think that it will really appeal to our audience. I think that's true. I think that's an accurate statement that it's not. It's certainly not going to be a contentious conversation. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. 
It hasn't happened yet, but I'm hoping so. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys, very much. We love you and appreciate you. Dollamocracy 2016, facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. Well, the continued running theme relative to Donald Trump on this show has been this rigged election claim, this ridiculous, and look, there's only one thing that it serves, and there's only one motive for this, and it is to gin up emotion and insanity within the base of his, you know, decidedly uneducated voter base. I love the poorly educated. The closer we get to the election, the more he amps up the rigged election rhetoric. The Republican Party knew what they were getting. They went in with their eyes wide open. And there's a bigger story here, John, than, than this campaign. He, he is upending longstanding norms of American politics, not only in terms of his conduct when it comes to speaking about women or minorities, but talking about the very nature of American democracy right. in a way that we haven't seen in this country. Um, and I think for the Republican Party to sort of stand there and watch him do that. And Paul Ryan spoke yesterday about it, but I've been very surprised that, that more yeah. people in the party have not spoken now about his comments regarding, again, but the very this, fabric of American You say democracy. not spoken out against it. He was introduced yesterday by Senator Jeff Sessions of Alabama, who I criticized Senator Sessions last week because he's a former state attorney general. He's a law and order guy. He's a former federal prosecutor. And he said that what Trump describes in that tape, in his view, is not sexual assault. Sorry, Senator, it is. Um, but Senator Sessions then said the rigged argument. This is a man who, among conservatives, has standing on issues of law and order. It's not just Donald Trump now. A lot of conservatives say, is Donald Trump one of us? Jeff Sessions is on immigration, on the Supreme Court. He's a guy a lot of conservatives look to. He stood up and said it is rigged. Before we bring it to the conversation, the Democrats are watching this too. Listen to Tim Kaine, Hillary Clinton's vice presidential running mate. He's essentially telling Democrats, do not think this is over. Do not stay home because, because of all this, it's rigged argument. The margins matter. We got to make sure that the margin that he loses by is so big and so clear and so powerful and so unmistakable that when he stands up and says, poor me, and it was rigged against me, nobody will believe him. And that is one of the reasons why I think it is important to vote for Hillary Clinton. Even if you're in a state like mine that is blue, it doesn't matter whether I vote. Hillary Clinton's win in this state by many, many points. But it's important, the margin, the elect both the electoral margin, but also the popular vote margin, it matters. Well, Donald Trump has also dispatched his surrogates to fuel the fire of uncertainty and, and fear that there is some, something going on, some chicanery related to a fixed election. So, Boris, that's the position of pretty much every other elected official, from Speaker Paul Ryan to Hillary Clinton to Barack Obama, that there should be this orderly transfer of power and the seats to the winner. Why are we not hearing that from Donald Trump? First of all, you have heard that from Donald Trump in the debates. What Mr. Trump and our campaign are talking about is the rigged system in two ways. One, in terms of the media, 96% of donations of contributions in this cycle by the media to the Clinton campaign. Boris, that's from like restaurant. Boris, that's like from stories. that's from like TV, TV critics and restaurant reviewers. That's not from me. That's not from Chris <laughs> no. Cuomo. That's not from <laughs> campaign staff or anybody covering the election. 
Well, listen, that, those are, well, Jake, to be fair, those are the numbers that we have. If there are other numbers out there that refute that, we'd love to see them. The coverage... Spe- yeah, so Donald Trump has received $2 billion right. worth of free media coverage. Right, right. The fix is in, Brittany. It's rigged against him. The media is against him, even though they've given him $2 billion, it's estimated, in free coverage. Just, you flip on CNN and it's just Donald Trump on a stage talking for for a half hour at a time in prime time. He earned $400 million worth of free media last month, yeah. which is about what John McCain spent on his entire 2008 presidential campaign. Right. Come on. Yeah. Of course, people would argue it's been largely negative. However, it's not as though the media is working together to prevent people from finding out information about Donald Trump and his candidacy. Right. No, they're putting that everywhere. Absolutely. They're giving you all the deets. Well, they're also in competition with one another. And that's largely why he's getting the coverage he is, because he's getting ratings. Right. So it's rigged. Yes. But they're giving him $2 billion for the free media. Right. Well, the, the moronic... Boris Epstein continues. Speaks for itself, 23 to 1 negative coverage of Mr. Trump of false accusations versus the coverage of WikiLeaks and the FOIA requests that have come out now show quid pro quo collusion, corruption. As far as voter fraud goes, I was on the 2008 campaign, the McCain campaign, where we combated voter fraud. The whole Dallas Cowboys starting lineup was registered to vote right here in Nevada. And believe you me, they're not here in Nevada. And there's voter fraud in Pennsylvania, Colorado, North Carolina, all over this country. And all we're saying is the campaign is that we want to make sure that there's integrity in our elections and there's no reason for anybody any american to not want that integrity angela go ahead i just want to chime in really really quickly on the numbers um question that boris just raised i so want to just look at them but and just say uh, yeah i I think that it's important to know that there is another number relative to media that we continue to forget and i'm sure it's much higher than it was in the summer that's that 2.1 billion dollar number jake and that relates to the amount of coverage that donald trump got in earned media that is normally that's unprecedented and hillary clinton certainly didn't have that benefit but a lot of that I is think, negative though right, I, Angela? no i don't think that it's all been negative they have you on the on, on the screen for example well, that's very nice. I'm very the happy. other point that i want to raise is on voter fraud there is a type of voter fraud that goes on and it's the exact reason why democrats in the house and the senate pushed for the voting rights amendments act to that Shelby versus Holder is, is is actually addressed in the Supreme Court and voting rights are restored. There's something called voter suppression. That's the biggest fraud that we're dealing with uh, in this country. If I, if I may, Jake, people who are here illegally, people who are not citizens should not be allowed to vote. And numbers show... They're not allowed to vote. Numbers show that about 14% of people who are not citizens are registered to vote. People who are dead voted in Colorado. Those are the kind of instances, the kind of voter fraud we want to make sure does not happen. Or it's just, quick, just quickly, just quickly. That Barack Obama may have won, that Barack Obama may have won in 2008 North Carolina due to illegal voting. Oh Go God. ahead, Jake, sorry. Boris, where, where are you getting that from? <laughs> Barack Obama won in North Carolina because of voter fraud? The Washington Post story that just came out a few days ago. Take a look at the Washington Post story that is saying that about 5% of voting in North Carolina may have been by people who are non-citizens who should not have been voting and swung North Carolina to uh, Mr. Obama, to President Obama, because of how tight the race in North Carolina was. That is total and complete bullshit. And let me read from an actual Washington Post story that talks about a study, a voter fraud study from Loyola University, where... They found 31 credible incidents, 31 
Well, that may sound like a big deal. 31 credible incidents of voter fraud. But it was out of 1 billion ballots cast. 31 (laughs) out of 1,000 million ballots cast. So don't, don't come to us with these claims of voter fraud and this completely unsubstantiated claim that Barack Obama lost North Carolina and only won because of voter fraud. I also want to say that statistic you gave is recent. It's from 2000 to 2014. Yes. So it's not as though we're talking historically. This is relatively recent, right? It's probably all the data they have access to. Right. Come on. So. So again, this is a scare tactic. Absolutely. And it gets people really riled up. Right. This rigged message, it gets people too excited. Well, that's the problem that we face right now, that it's not just him saying, calling into question the validity or the veracity of the fair and free elections that we we enjoy here in this country. He's stoking the fires of hatred and derision within his low information, low education voter base. Trump this weekend doubling down on his charge that the election is rigged against him. The election is being rigged by corrupt media pushing false allegations and outright lies. The process is rigged. This whole election is being rigged. And remember this, it's a rigged election because you have phony people coming up with phony allegations. This is a charge that many of his supporters agree with. Miguel Marquez went to see them, went to talk to those supporters at a Trump rally today. And here's what they said. Listen, That's they've got politics. all the computers rigged. They know everything we're all doing. They, they're watching this right now. You know, all they need is a couple of satellites out there. On the campaign trail, a darker turn. Trump supporters angrier than ever over claims so far baseless of a rigged election. They probably already know who's going to win. You got the Bush crime family. You got the Clinton crime family and all that money. All money, new money, spent on rigging. Trump himself fueling the conspiracy and the anger. This is a rigged system, folks. Lashing out at every turn about the electoral process. It looks to me like a rigged election. You see what's happening? The process is rigged. It's a phony deal. His most ardent supporters taking the message to new levels. I feel like... uh... Hillary needs to be taken out. Um, If she gets into government, I'll do everything in my power to take her out of power. Is that a physical threat? I don't know, is it? Trump's Twitter feed full of claims, but no proof. Large-scale voter fraud. Election is absolutely being rigged by the dishonest and distorted media and coordinated effort to steal the election. I've found very few situations where, where Republicans cheat. They don't control the inner cities. Even some prominent surrogates echoing the claims. Again, no proof offered. If you want me to tell me that I think the election of Philadelphia and Chicago is going to be fair, I would have to be a moron to say that. A Clinton win say some Trump adherents amounts to a stolen election, an invitation to chaos. And there'll be a civil war. And I don't know. You think it'll come to that? Absolutely. You don't understand the passion in this country. I'm I'm just one voice. There's a lot of people like me. So before That's scary, is it not? Yeah, it's horrifying. Before you went to the clip though, 
you talked about his uneducated voter base. Yeah. And I know I lovingly use the term bumpkins quite often. <laughs> but but I do want to say I don't believe that all of Trump supporters are uneducated and low information. I'm listen, I, I I think you're correct, but the closer we get to the election, the more that I see, I'm out of a hard time believing. And maybe it's just me getting fired up and fueled up. But I'm thinking if you're supporting Trump at this point, you're goddamn dumb. I don't want to think that, but I'm getting close to making that call. <laughs> well, I wasn't done. Okay. <laughs> so, and I, I would not go so far as to say they're all dumb. I, think I know, that, I know. I think that politics is a very strange thing. Yeah. And I think it can do very odd things to people's brains. And instead of, you know, being concerned with the facts, you're more concerned with your tribe. Yeah. And you're more about defending your tribe. In so, group, out group kind of thing. Right. And yeah. I think what we're seeing here is that in these comments about Hillary Clinton, I think people hate Hillary Clinton as a person so much. Yeah. That this is what we're starting to hear. This violence she needs to be taken out he says well let's let's revisit that particular comment let's listen to it in its entirety i feel like uh hillary needs to be taken out um if she gets into government i'll do everything in my power to take her out of power which if i have to be a patriot i will what does that mean take it any way you want to take it I mean, that sounds like a threat take a patriot is is that a physical threat He's a patriot. He's going to usurp our, our our election, our democratic process, because he's such a noble fucking patriot. Mm -hmm. That guy's name is Dan Bowman from Ohio, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and this is alarming. And it's not just this one guy, right? If you, it, this isn't also normal. This is not politics as usual. No, no, not at all. I'm hoping that things aren't changing in a way that will prevent us from coming back from this. Yeah, yeah, me too, of course. And I, I hear Hillary Clinton giving speeches about how she wants to be a unifying president. She's going to be a president for everybody. And I just don't know how that's going to happen when these people are saying these things. Because she doesn't have to negotiate with these assholes. She has to negotiate with educated members of, of the Congress who I believe there there is going to... Listen, I think... Relative to her ability and, and, and President Obama's ability, she is far more politically savvy than President Obama. I believe President Obama is a passionate man, that he really is an ideologue more so than Hillary Clinton. If Hillary Clinton is anything like her husband, Bill, things are going to be pretty goddamn good because she's going to work with Congress She's going to know how to get things done. And the more progress that she does make, even when having to compromise, the more she's going to be able to get done. And it's going to shine better upon her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you might think that these are just one-offs. They just happen to find the nuts at these different rallies. But that's not necessarily the case. They also dispatched Martin Savage out there with CNN and he found some nutters, too. Clarence Bartlett is no fan of Democrats. Them blame Democrats and all them ticks has ruined this country. And we're trying to get it back. Outside this Trump rally near Asheville, North Carolina, I ask him, what's going to happen if Trump wins? 
His answer's a shock. Oh, they'll kill him if he gets elected. That's how bad they are. They're the most evilest people I've ever seen, lying to deny. Who would kill him? Well, the Democrats, the ones that's trying to cause rights and everything. It's obvious it's in the news. Bartlett isn't the only one predicting violence. Janet Stengel thinks it could happen if Trump loses. Personally, I think it could uh, turn into a civil war because they're... You really think that? Absolutely. First of all, I think they were going to have terrorist attacks. And we have all of these protests and all of that. And um, so I think uh, people are going to be very upset. This is disturbing. This is a this is a theme running across the country. And it's predicated on remarks from not only Donald Trump. Elected officials, state representatives like Al Baldazzaro, if you remember, when he said this. This whole thing disgusts me. Hillary Clinton should be put in the firing line and shot for treason. And of course, we've heard Donald Trump time and time again make allusions to the killing of his opponent, Hillary Clinton. Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish, the Second Amendment. By the way, and if she gets to pick... If she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is, I don't know. But So what, what is his, his low education, low information voter base supposed to think if he can get away with it? If he gets away with it? If Al Baldazzaro gets away with saying she should be taken into the street and shot by a firing squad? What are they supposed to think? That Well, that's okay talk. They're not getting in trouble for it. It's absolutely on board. Well, this is alarming because that that guy that was in the clip was talking about how Democrats are evil. Yeah. And they're going to kill him if he gets in office. And he believes that. He believes oh, that yeah. with his whole with being. Everything, every fiber. And he I, believes that. I actually recently was talking to someone who described the Clintons as evil as well. Yeah. And so this isn't just, you know, Democrats. Republicans, we see each other as people who just view the world differently. We agree on a lot of things, but we differ on, you know, our values and how we believe change should happen in this country. It isn't that. It's the other side is evil. Right. And that's not good. That, that's the ultimate in polarizing language. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, it's not just me. It's not just Brittany who believe this. This is a guy that I respect a lot. Uh, I've come to be kind of a fan of his. It's Brian Stelter over at CNN. He, I think he put it the best. More of the, the accusations of Brian Stelter as I'm looking at you, shaking your head, and here we are, members of the media, journalists. Uh, you know, the way he was attacking, saying it's just a political arm. And yes, there are right. some, Sean Hannity. But by and large, can we just call this BS? It is BS. It's, BS. it's dangerous. Um, for a long time, people treated Donald Trump like he was a joke. Right now, it's a very serious drama. That speech was paranoid and that speech was dangerous. It was a speech dripping with hatred, a speech dripping with contempt, railing against bankers and corporations and the media in this grand conspiracy that somehow he has only been able to connect the dots of. It sounded a lot like a dog whistle to a lot of people that he was somehow connecting all of these that do in fact not connect. The WikiLeaks documents he was citing do not prove what he thinks they prove. But I don't want to bother fact checking every statement he said just now. Trump said this is a moment of reckoning for our society. And he's right about that. Mm -hmm. If there is violence and unrest after election day, I think we now know why. 
based on the hatred that was dripping out of that man's mouth. When, when he Because he is stoking it. He is planning for that. And then he hopes to have plausible deniability and say, oh, this wasn't me. This is because the people are impassioned and supportive of the democratic process. And that's bullshit. He will be responsible. Those surrogates of his, like Al Baldazzaro and Rudy Giuliani and these other nincompoops, they will be responsible if there is bloodshed. Also, Donald Trump is the one saying that he's not going to accept the results of the election unless he wins. Right. So what kind of message does that send? It says, hey, supporters, I'm not going to be accepting it. You shouldn't either. Yeah. Listen, if you listened to the... Listen, if you listened. Listen, if you listened. <laughs> if you did listen to the to the, the 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 breakdown of the debate, then this won't be new to you. I'm going to kind of get into a little bit more detail with it. But Hillary Clinton was asked a question in the last debate about WikiLeaks. And she went into this kind of uh, description of how it is unprecedented for a foreign government to influence the election in this country. And it shifted to Donald Trump and what he thought about, about Russia and their involvement and it took a very weird turn that we're going to talk about. I think that this is such an unprecedented uh, situation. We've never had a foreign government trying to interfere in our election. We have 17, 17 intelligence agencies, civilian and military, who have all concluded that these espionage attacks, these cyber attacks come from the highest levels of the Kremlin and they are designed to influence our election. I find that deeply disturbing. Secretary and Clinton. I think it's She time. has no idea whether it's Russia, China, it, or anybody else. I am else. not quoting she has myself. No idea. I am quoting Hillary, you 17, have no idea. 17 intelligence. Do you doubt 17 our, our military has and no civilian idea. agencies? Well, yeah, he'd rather it. believe Vladimir Putin than the military and civilian intelligence professionals. That is exactly right. I'm going to let the clip continue in a second, though. But Hillary Clinton nailed it there. Donald Trump would have, I don't even know if he really believes it, but he would have his low-information, low-education voter base believe that, oh, this isn't Russia. We need to be buddy-buddy with Russia and Vladimir Putin. It, this is the incompetent government that 17 individual independent intelligence gathering agencies within the country have come to the conclusion that it is Russia. But Donald Trump alone, with no information, says it's not. Who are sworn to protect us. I find that just Sen absolutely... She doesn't right. like Mr. Putin Trump. because Putin Mr. has outsmarted her at every Mr. step Trump. of the way. And again, defending Putin. Multiple times during the debate. Taking up for Putin. Un un it's, un it's unreasonable. It's un unrealistic. For a presidential candidate to stand up for a despot, someone who murders the media in his country, he has them assassinated when they say bad shit about him. Who does that sound like? I mean, those sound like tactics that Donald Trump only dreams that he could use. Excuse me. Mr. Putin has Mr. outsmarted her. In Syria, he's outsmarted her every right? step of the way. I do get to ask some questions. Yes, that's And I fine. would like to ask you this direct question. The top national security officials of this country do believe that Russia has been behind these hacks. Even if you don't know for sure whether they are, do you condemn 
any interference by Russia in the American election. By Russia or anybody else. You condemn their interference. Of course I condemn. Of course I can. I don't know Putin. I have I'm, no I'm idea. Asking, I'm asking I never you, met yeah. Putin. This is not my best friend. But if the United States got along with Russia, wouldn't be so bad. Wow. I mean, that's not the question that was asked. It's what do you think about Russia involved Russians involvement in this election process? Yeah, but he has a guilty conscience. Absolutely. That's what it points to. <laughs> Anybody else. You condemn their interference. Of course I condemn. Of course I condemn. Do you condemn their interference? Russia, the Russian government. Anybody else? You condemn their interference. Of course I condemn. Of course I can. I don't know Putin. I have no idea. I never met Putin. This is not my best friend. (laughs) Which is something he said on the campaign trail throughout this entire election. He wants to reassure everybody how he doesn't know Putin. I never met Putin. I don't know who Putin is. He said one nice thing about me. He said, I'm a genius. I said, thank you very much to the newspaper. And that was the end of it. I never met Putin. So apparently he's never met him. He doesn't know him. They're not best friends. I don't know him. I don't know that guy. I don't know him. Different story in 2013. Do you have a relationship with Vladimir Putin, a conversational relationship or anything that you feel you have sway or influence over his government? I do have a relationship and I can tell you that he's very interested in what we're doing here today. He's probably very interested in what you and I are saying today, and I'm sure he's going to be seeing it in some form. But I do have a relationship with him, and I think uh, it's very interesting to see what's happened. I mean, look, he's done a very brilliant job in terms of what he represents and who he's representing. If you look at what he's done with Syria, if you look at so many of the different things, he has really eaten our president's lunch. Let's not kid ourselves. He's done an amazing job he's done an amazing job vladimir putin the same guy who kills the media in his country the same guy who is instrumental in passing sweeping when the rest of the world is moving toward progress relative to gay rights russia goes backwards russia is oppressing and imprisoning gays and lesbians in their country at the hands of Vladimir Putin. I also love that Donald Trump's defense to that would be that Putin has a very high approval rating. <laughs> right. So did Saddam Hussein, who he loves. Yeah, I'm sure that the North Koreans love Kim Jong-un. Ugh. They don't know anything else. Vladimir Putin is invading independent nations like Ukraine, annexing Crimea. Vladimir Putin is an ally to Bashar al-Assad, an enemy of the United States. He claims to be combating ISIS. That is not what he is doing. He is is combating directly both civilians and also the Free Syrian Army who is fighting against Bashar al-Assad, a man who uses chemical weapons against his own people. And he has a very cozy relationship with Iran a state sponsor of terror. This is not a man that we need to ally ourselves with. This is not a man that a Republican nominee should be trying to cozy up to and talking about how he's going to meet with him maybe even before the election takes place. This is dangerous talk, folks. Clearly, 
we at this program are not a fan or a friend of the Trump candidacy, but this goes beyond that. This is what's best for America. And Donald Trump is not that. Taking care of biz. The fuller cut barbershop. Wait, usually I hear what you say. Actually, usually I know what you're going to talk about (laughs) before you do. I have no idea what this... Did you say Fuller Cut? Yes, the Fuller Cut Barbershop in Michigan. All right. They are taking care of biz because they give $2 discounts to kids who read books aloud to their barbers while they're getting their hair done. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And not only that, they get their $2 back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they're giving free haircuts. No, they get $2 off their haircut. And they get the $2. They, like, give them $2. So they get $4 off. Well, I don't know because (laughs) the article just says that... Look, math is neither one of our strong points. Well, the article says that the $2 goes directly into the kids' pockets and they like getting their $2 back. Oh, okay, okay. So maybe it's just that you get, like, it's a $10 haircut or whatever it is. I'm just naming a number. And then they give them $2 off, but they actually just give the kid the $2. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what cool. they're making it sound yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're not being clear. They did not <laughs> show it's photographic not, evidence of it, this happening. It's not the New York Times, everybody, I'm assuming. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. So Ryan Griffin, the barber at Fuller Cut, who brought the discount program to the shop, told Huffington Post that they get a lot of compliments from Definitely teachers. Definitely not the New York Times. <laughs> Um, so Fuller Cut caters to diverse communities. So their literary selection includes many books with very specific themes. They say all our books have positive images of African-Americans, whether it's astronauts, athletes, or writers. Ah, that's awesome. So they come in, they get their hair cut, and they choose a book, and then they read it out loud to the barber while they're getting their hair cut. And then they reward them through this process. Yeah. So... Teaching them to love to read, giving them an opportunity to read out loud while they get their hair done. And I just thought this was an awesome story. So I, I, I think it is an awesome story. They are definitely taking care of biz. It makes me think how many all of these awesome, good, feel good stories, these good, feel good stories. They're good, feel good stories, Brittany. They're real good. Uh, how many of these are we missing? We should reach out to the audience and have them submit to us. You know, taking care of biz stories. Yeah, nominate taking care of biz whenever. Whenever you come across a good story, when you see someone in the media who's doing something good, send us that story, nominate them for taking care of biz. Yeah, whether it be local or national, whatever. Yeah. And if you'd like to do that, 657-464-7609. Or, of course, you can email a voice memo or a regular email to idoubtit at dollamore.com. That is where we're going to leave you. We love you guys. We appreciate you. You are the best goddamn audience in podcast in, I don't want to say podcast land again, because mm-hmm. there's really no geographic region. There's not. Of podcast in. Nope. I'm going to get this together sometime. I'll come up with a good catchphrase, or maybe they should submit them to the, to the show. Too much work. You're asking, <laughs> it's too much work. Listen, if you'd like to support the show other than listening twice a week, we would gladly have you on our team to produce 
the bonus content, all these interviews that we have coming up. We want, we'd want we love to do some on-site stuff. We want to grow the show this year and have you be an active participant in that. So go to dollamore.com slash Patreon, dollamore.com slash PayPal, or dollamore.com slash Amazon. If you want to do some shopping, we would love to have you as a partner. Thanks, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. Come on now. It's me. It's me, everybody. You know me. 